Hey guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am the church online pastor at Hope and I'm your host today. And I'm here with my two co-hosts for our first official episode of The Breakdown. Um, since it is our first one, can you just tell us who you are, kind of what you do at Hope, how, your kind of your hope history? Absolutely. Hi, Mary. My name's Josh. I'm the Grow Pastor at our Frisco East Campus. That means I oversee groups and classes at that campus, things like that, uh, but also have the pleasure of doing this podcast with you guys. Very exciting. My name is Brock, and in case you're wondering if you see the last name written out, it's pronounced Yonkey. So think Yonkey. Donkey yeah. and put a Y on it. Yep. So it's never a problem when I was a kid to be Yonkey Donkey. That was never— Do you have some traumatic memories there? there there's some traumatic <laughs> memories. Yeah, but my role at the church is I am the uh, care and support pastor, so I oversee— Reengage, regen, all that kind of stuff, and so it's a really it's a it's a it's a great spot to be. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of titles at Hope where people are like, wait, what is that? Exactly. So it's kind of nice to yes. hear yep. at Church Online Campus Pastor. I'm just overseeing online, so the online campus, just the things that happen there, getting that up and running. Um, but the breakdown. This is what we do every week, and it's really we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend message at Hope, the weekend teaching. And have you ever had that moment in service where you're like, wait, like wait, 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 wait a minute, tell me more about that? That's kind of what we get to do is we get together and we pause and we say, let's break that down a little bit. And really, our hope is that you would walk away being like, okay, yes, I know more. I know more about God's word, God's truth, and I can take another step closer to the center of God's purpose for my life. That's Hope's mission. So that's what we're about. And we're hoping to really focus on biblical stuff. And so if you're wanting to grow in your knowledge of the Bible, hopefully this can be a great resource for you. Yeah, you're going to get new information here. I appreciate the explanation. I thought until just now. This had something to do with that time, Brock, you were in the Dairy Queen drive through and they forgot to give you your dilly bar. And I broke down. You broke down. Wait, yeah. is that a right? true story? No, it's not a true story at all. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can see one breaking down if they don't get a dilly bar. I mean, that's I've kind never of a... had a dilly bar. I don't think I want one either. <laughs> well, maybe you're a good soul then. <laughs> um, so a little recap, if you did not get to hear the message this past weekend, our campus pastor spoke, and we taught on Matthew 4, the story of Jesus in the wilderness. The big takeaway was this, that there's lies in our lives that we're believing. Um, so w- what are those lies? We're kind of trying to expose those lies. So we thought, hey, let's look into this um, experience that Jesus had in the wilderness and really break it down more. So Josh, what were your big, you know, your big takeaway from that? Yeah. I mean, you listen to that message and you can relate with so many of the things in there. I mean, haven't we all at one point or another struggled with some kind of uh, feelings of self-consciousness about maybe it's life decisions, maybe it's what am I even doing with my life or, you know, who am I? Uh, And that's just heavy. Mm -hmm. That's heavy, that's weighty, that's a difficult thing to walk through. And so, man, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to walk through those seasons instead with a confidence of knowing what's true? Yeah. Right? Knowing that uh, that what we're doing is right, knowing that we're at the center of God's will uh, for our lives, uh, and and really just to know I'm not listening to lies right now, I'm actually walking in the truth. And so this passage is an opportunity for us to see Jesus do that. He's knowing the truth. He, He has this confidence to say no to the devil's temptations. He's he's has this freedom to be able to walk through the wilderness with this unique confidence in the Father. Yeah. And then just amidst everything taking place, he's able to endure through all of this by continuing in the truth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to look at so the passage where Jesus is tempted is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. So we're just going to focus on, we're going to break down, break it down, down, Matthew 4, 1 through 4. So I'll read (laughs) that. That was like so sad too. Like, (laughs) I feel like we should be able to wrap it or something. No, that was, that was (laughs) incredibly hip. All right. Matthew (laughs) chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. 
So now it's time for your Bible reading of the day. Oh, I love All right. That. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry, which I think one would after that long. Yes, during never that, done that before. <laughs> no, during that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I know there's two more temptations, but we feel like we're going to dive into this first section. That'll give us a good idea then understand all of these different sections. Yeah, for sure. And, and context is huge when you're reading any passage of Scripture. They'll teach you in school, you know, even like when we're younger, hey, what is, what's going on around this? You can just take it out and be like, oh, there it is. Um, so a few things about this specifically is this is in the Gospel of Matthew. So this is Matthew, the disciple, his eyewitness account of Jesus' life. Um, and he's writing this to Jewish a Jewish community. I read that... Um, it, this was one of the most Jewish of the Gospels. Like, this is, like, very heavy. Like, he's talking about stuff that the Jewish community would just understand. Like, he wouldn't have to explain it because he knows they're Jewish. So those are our readers right now. So when you're reading this, you kind of need to get into the into the mind of a Jewish person much in so. that time. Yeah. And one of the things that the Jewish community across the board believed in was the authority of Moses. And one of the themes we see here is that Jesus is this new Moses. And like Moses, Jesus would go through a wilderness experience, a, a situation like what we find in Matthew 4, um, and he would usher in a new law like Jesus as well. And so that's kind of where we pick up is like he's in this wilderness experience. And I think it's so important to realize that Jesus is speaking to, or Matthew's writing here, the words of Jesus to a Jewish audience. Yeah, that's and the, them. The, the, we're, we're hearing their context first, so we hear what the Jewish people heard, and then we can start to say, "All right, yeah. now what does that mean to us?" And yeah. so I think it's really super important in this passage, especially. Yeah, and not, not also not. Don't forget to mention, hello, Mary. Don't forget to mention, um, there it's split right now. This community split because they some believe Jesus is like the, an authority, a prophet, like the continuation of the law, but many believe that he's a rebel. A rebel prophet. So I think we'll kind of talk more about that as we go. But um, so it's so important, yeah, like to know that it's a Jewish community and a yeah. Jewish belief. So All right, let's break it down. Yeah. Do it. Well, so to your point, Mary, when uh, this is being read, immediately all of these pretty incredible parallels between Jesus and Moses are going to stand out. And so obviously Jesus uh, is in the wilderness. Moses and Israel uh, spent a lot of time in the wilderness. Jesus was in the desert for. Uh, 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, Moses and Israel were in the desert for 40 years. Uh, what's interesting too is even about that kind of that 40 days, 40 nights, Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai twice during mm -hmm. that time. Uh, and then and then obviously we're talking about like this trial. Uh, Jesus was led by the Spirit into and through this trial. Moses and Israel were led by God through what the cloud of smoke by day, the, the pillar of fire by night, uh, into the wilderness through their trial uh, as well. What were some of the things that stood out to you guys about some of those things just in those first two verses? Well, it's interesting in the Bible, there's a lot of symbolism that I think the Jewish audience would understand. And one of the things, whenever you see 40, it's kind mm -hmm. of, uh, not kind of, it is symbolic of a trial or a test. Yeah. And so here was all these things in the Old Testament where people had 40 years, 40 days, and it was symbolic of a test. And so here is Jesus now walking through this new Moses, as, he, the, as Matthew's trying to describe to us, that walked through 40 days and 40 nights. So it's like, he's also done the same thing all these great heroes of the faith of Judaism have done. Yeah. So Jesus has now gone through these 40 days and experienced this trial. Uh, the flood was 40 
How yeah. long? 40, 40 seconds was that the flood? Yeah, at least. At least 40 seconds of a flood? That's what happens in Texas sometimes. That'll yes, happen. it definitely happens in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 years, uh, 40 days. All these things are just over and over. And here's Jesus mm-hmm. now walking through 40 days in his temptation. And the nice thing is that he passes this test, which is really cool. Yeah, and it's coming right on the heels of him just like his baptism. And it's kind of like, hey, you're about to get like launched in, you know, to your earthly ministry. But before that, this happens, you know, right after he's called, you know, he gets baptized, the duh, you know, and God's like, my son, who I'm well pleased. So it's a yeah. big, like, moment. Yeah. I feel like. And the other thing that's really cool, too, is when the the Jewish people were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, they complained about the food. Mm-hmm. And so they complained, and then God provided them with manna. Um, and I, I've heard a lot of people that took the manna and made it into bread, and they mm-hmm. called it bamana bread. Have you ever... Heard no. that before? Bum manna. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So anyway, but so they were tempted with hunger and they complain. And this first temptation is Jesus being tempted with hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't complain. And he had trust that God was going to provide for him. So that's a really cool parallel yeah. between the wandering in the wilderness and yeah. what Contrast, Jesus is going yeah. through. For 40 days, he hasn't eaten. Now the devil's tempting him mm-hmm. with this, hey, you can turn these stones into bread. Right, and I, he could. Yeah, he it's, could have. It's the afternoon. I haven't eaten, and I have the power to turn this microphone into a, a hot and fresh donut. It's game over. I'm kind of hungry, so like now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, just a little perspective for what's going on there. Isn't it interesting too that in that first temptation, the devil has referenced scripture, so he's referenced this this idea of of manna. Mm-hmm. But then in that next temptation, he actually quotes scripture. Or maybe it's better to say he misquoted scripture. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah, he quoted it, but he misrepresented it might yes. be a good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. And so the way the devil's tempting Jesus is through distorting the truth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and it's really interesting too that uh, there's a couple themes that seem to come through. Like here's this idea of hey, I'm hungry, have needs of this earth. And Jesus is saying, hey, God's going to provide, just like he did in the wilderness. And so there's this idea to the Jewish people that God is your provider that's coming through yeah. this passage, mm-hmm. that Jesus can trust in the words that come from God as opposed to our circumstances around us. And so that's a beautiful aspect of this as well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, how, how important is it then, right, knowing, just getting the snapshot, right? This isn't the whole 40 days. This is a snapshot uh, that we're seeing, mm-hmm. and seeing how the the devil is tempting him through distorting the truth. So how important is it that we uh, know the truth, that we have that to lean in on, right? Yeah, it's so huge. it's it's pretty significant that we're getting to see how the devil is tempting Jesus, but also how Jesus responds to that. Yeah. And so every time the devil lies to Jesus, Jesus' response is is not only from Scripture. But specifically, it's from Deuteronomy. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's something uh, pretty significant about that. And Deuteronomy, is, as we've talked about pre-recording, is a very significant area of the Scripture for the yeah. Jewish people because there's so much rich Israel context mm-hmm. there that Jesus going back and quoting that is saying, man, I am embracing that, but I'm the true fulfillment now of what couldn't come before. So I'm truly the fulfillment of true Israel coming to you. Yeah, and it's easy to hear that and be like, yeah, we get that because here now it's like, oh, awesome. But like to be a a Jewish belief, like not even a Christian, but like a Jewish person and hear what Matthew's writing, that's that's like mind-blowing. It would be like, oh my gosh, the fulfillment is here. It's huge. It's like massive. Yeah, And, and when Jesus, when people see that Jesus is quoting from Deuteronomy, not necessarily that he is, 
uh, alluding to some of the things in Deuteronomy, but you know that they're going to be thinking about uh, things that are happening in and through yeah. uh, what's going on there, right? So Moses is kind of reinstating the law as they're about to enter into the promised land. Uh, some of the things that that maybe we know uh, that are significant is uh, Deuteronomy 5. That's when he's reminding everyone of the Ten Commandments. Yep. Deuteronomy 6 is when he's walking them through, and this is how you obey the law, which mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting that two of Jesus' response uh, responses are from Deuteronomy 6, right? And so uh, it's 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 significant that that we're kind of in that ballpark at least. And then something else that's that's pretty amazing is uh, that we hear this: "The Lord's your God, the Lord alone." That comes from Deuteronomy uh, six four. And so there's this um, there's this uniqueness to Israel because they're following the one true God. They're following Yahweh. And Deuteronomy six four is really like the mission statement of Israel mm. that there's one God and He's the true God. Mm. And so for Jesus to quote during this section is just unbelievable. And so if you ever want to figure out if you're if you're reading through the Bible, there's those little letters that'll be the side like an A or B. Yep, and yep. you go down to the footnotes and it'll tell you, hey, this is quoted from Deuteronomy 6. This is quoted from Psalms, whatever it is. So that's a neat way to go back and do some intentional study on your own. If you see that, yes. you can go back and read some Old Testament references that are that are mentioned there. So one of the things, guys, that is interesting too, as I look through this and wrapping up this little theological section is this idea that here's the 40 days, I think that's so significant in Scripture, that's trial or testing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes through that trial, through this, and shows to everyone around him that I am truly the fulfillment of all the things that have been promised. So it's yeah. like, like, ah, oh, here's this mm-hmm. great moment, that yeah. here's the one. And also there's this beautiful idea through this passage that we can take not only from, from that context, but to today, that if we rely upon the Word of God and that truth, that God is the provider. And yeah. so he sees our needs, and he sees um, that we have a need for food, we have a need for things, but we can trust in him and trust in his word beyond the temptation, beyond the circumstances around us, that God is a provider. And I know as we get overwhelmed with finances and all these different things, that, man, that can just be overwhelm- overwhelming. But I do have an issue. An issue. Mary mm. calls this a bitter old man section, but conundrum. I call this a conundrum. <laughs> yeah. I do have a conundrum with this passage, is what does Jesus rely upon heavily to resist the temptation of the devil here? Answer? Scripture. Scripture, It is yeah. written. Scripture. The B-I-B-L-E. B-I-B-L-E. That's, that is the that's book, the for, book for me. That's the book for me. <laughs> hey, me too. But the problem is— All the non-growing up Christian people yeah, yeah. are like, what are they <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, what's going on? But Don't worry, it's a song. The, the problem is, is that oftentimes we love to wear—remember that bracelet, WWJD? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm what would, it right now. Oh, you are? No. no. Okay, what would Jesus do? He wouldn't lie. But I came up with my own acronym. Let's hear it. All right, this is this is, this is is my own own thing here. Ready? Write this down, everybody. Yeah, well, if you can. You may not be able to. So here's my new acronym that I think is going to catch on and go national. All right, here's the new acronym. It's not very long or anything. H-C-Y-N-K-N-W-J-D-I-Y-D-K-W-J-D, question mark. That's my new. uh, It's catchy, isn't it? Totally. It's so easy to remember. (laughs) It's easy. But really, the the thought is, how can you know what Jesus did if you don't know what Jesus did? See how it all works together there? Yes. And so one of the things that's so interesting is Christians, it feels like, as I talked to a lot of people, we're good at experiencing like maybe what a pastor said or what a worship song mm-hmm. says. But I'm a little nervous sometimes as I talk to people about our biblical literacy, like mm-hmm. how much we really know of the scripture. 
And we see through this temptation that Jesus relied massively on the scripture. And if we don't have that to fall back on, yeah. are we susceptible, more susceptible to temptation? So well, that's my conundrum. And you have you have to know it yourself because I know when I was growing up, I grew up in Texas, like around church, hearing pastors, hearing teaching, and there was this assumption, okay, you know, you know the truth. But that was just not true when I started reading and and before I even truly understood it, I just like I'm going. Like there was an urgency just to know it. Once you get in there, there is that's where you find you you realize you get these anchors for what truth is. So you're kind of walking blind until you really find this, you know, an anchor of God's word to like keep you going, you yeah. know, keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. And if we if we even just look at what's happening with Jesus, he knows the truth, which means he's able to recognize the lie. Mm-hmm. But then he's then he lets the truth be the thing that combats that lie. And yeah. so in, and so in that he he has that that we get to see him walk through these this really difficult season through these difficult temptations with this confidence mm-hmm. uh, it, that that comes from uh, continuing in that truth. Yeah. And we the thing is is we you to your point, you if you don't read God's word, you're not going to know God's word. And it's not all about knowing God's word. It's about knowing God. It's about having a relationship with him. That's huge. And that goes so, so in the message, if you didn't hear the messages this past weekend, definitely check them out. I think all of us um, reference John 8, 32, you know, the truth and the truth will set you free. You know, the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know that word. No, it really isn't like this cognitive truth. You know, it's not like, oh, I know a fact. I'm not learning facts about who the 12 disciples are and all that. I can sing the song of the gifts of the spirit. We, yeah, we that's that. important. But. Yeah, it matters, but we have to hold that in the same space of knowing a person. Like when this word know, it's not like, oh, I know something. It's like I know someone, mm-hmm. and that person is Jesus. So so the gospel full circle is brings us back to Jesus every time. And so we can't, you know, we can't just be like, facts don't save us. You know, Jesus saves us, and so it's beautiful. Yeah. So in our very first episode of Breaking Down the Bible— we're encouraging people to read the Bible. Wow, man, I love it. that is inc- that is incredible. <laughs> My mom used to say this thing that uh, it it could be a, a guide for you. I don't know if it's very accurate, but my mom used to say all the time, "A chapter a day keeps the devil away." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so, so maybe that, that would be a place to start. Like even plugging in the phone uh, in yeah. your car and listening to a chapter, um, listening to this podcast yeah. where we break down the Bible. Uh, we we all love the Bible Project, and so you can yeah. look those up online, and they yeah. have great videos with cartoons even to help us, and they're beautifully done to help us understand things. But just like, how can I become more of a student of the Bible, yeah. not just so I can know facts, but so I can encounter Jesus, I yeah. can encounter God, and also it's going to help me out in this life. Like Jesus is encountered with these temptations, we might be able to say, hey, what is God's truth, and walk in that and save ourselves from a lot of, yeah. a lot of pain and hurt. Yeah, and I think there's just so many people, too, out there like that— don't know this like they just don't know it or they can't know it because they're in other countries and things like that and so we have to represent this truth you know we have to represent this to people and speak it too because it's not just words on a paper you know like we got to get this into our lives and stuff so um yeah that's that's the breakdown that's like I'm encouraged. I'm ready to go. Like, let's go get some Bible study going. Like, let's do those things. It's important. Yeah. So um, thanks for joining us for our first episode ever. This is like a big deal. This is a milestone for it's, us. It's a milestone. It's huge. I'm happy. I'm happy um, thank you for it. joining us uh, this week. Join us at Hope Fellowship. You can come to any of our services. We're continuing a series called Live No Lies. Um, it's going to be really good. I heard a little bit of it, so I'm excited for it. Sounds um, like a James Bond film. Yes, it definitely does. It's got yeah. that really to the point, like, dun, dun, dun. Oh, good. Live no <laughs> lies. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for the breakdown. Adios. Later.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.